Welcome back everyone to episode 32. Today's topic is in fact podcasting and how brands can use podcasts to acquire customers, engage existing ones, or, or even just for internal use. I've got Roger Nairn here with me today. Uh, Roger is the co-founder and CEO of Jar Audio, who work with brands to build out uh, ROI-driven podcasts. There's loads of opportunities out there for brands to run fun, engaging podcasts that their audiences will love. And Roger is here to explain how you too can launch a podcast for your business. Hi, Roger. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, can you tell us a bit about yourself, a bit of your background and why you do what you do at the moment? Absolutely. So my name is Roger Nairn. I'm the CEO of Jar Audio. Jar Audio is a, a production agency that works exclusively in podcasts and exclusively with brands. So I came from the, I came from the advertising world, um, spent almost 20 years working in client service, um, producing campaigns for you know, Netflix and Four Seasons and Nordstrom and, and Walmart, you know, big brands um, that told great stories. And, and uh, I had always loved the, the podcast world. And when I you know, wanted to start my own business, I thought to myself, what, you know, how could I blend my advertising career um, and my client service uh, expertise with, with podcasting? And so, you know, teamed up with a couple of great partners, um, one of which comes from the journalism world, one of which comes from the, the technical broadcast world. And we created, a, we created an agency that, 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 specif- that specifically produces podcasts for brands. Oh, that sounds great. Um, how long have you been doing that? So we started as a partnership um, uh, three years ago, and we were literally building the business off the side of our desks. I was still working in advertising. Uh, Jen, my partner, was uh, was a, a producer in the in the radio world, and also teaches uh, teaches podcasting at the University of British Columbia. Um, and then my other partner, Aaron, was also in broadcasting at the time, and also was doing some freelance work. And so we were we started as a partnership for a couple of years, but then we incorporated. Um, it'll be one year next week, actually. Um, and, and uh, you know, we've, we've been in, uh, you know, sort of full-time go mode uh, since then. Yeah, pretty much as, as podcasts are just exploding, really. I mean, I know they've been a thing for a couple of years now, but it, it feels, and I know we're in October already, I, you know, I feel like this year's disappeared. But <laughs> all right, so probably the last two years is when I feel like podcasts really, really got going. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, it's, it's still, it's still relatively, um, you know, small compared to other forms of medium uh, media. Uh, but, you know, on a daily basis, it's, it's, it's overtaking the likes of radio and, and uh, even TV. Um, so it's, it's chipping away at that, you know, at that, um, that larger media market uh, literally day by day. And I mean, when the, when the pandemic hit, we, we saw a dip, we saw a dip in listening. Um, it's quite interesting actually the majority of the, the listening dip was due to the fact that people were no longer commuting. Yeah. Podcasting is traditionally a very, you know, mobile medium. Um, and when people stop taking, you know, taking, taking the tube or, or taking the bus or, or driving to work, um, listening did take a dip, but then we saw, uh, you know, we saw, a, a, a rise back to normal literally within about a month and a half to two months um, as people started to, get a little bit more comfortable with their working from home situation. We saw a big bump in, in um, desk, desktop listening. Um, so people, you know, people were listening on their laptop um, or they were taking a bit of a break, you know, from the day and, and, uh, you know, chilling out on the couch. Um, and so, so listening as a whole has pretty much risen back to normal and has actually exceeded, uh, exceeded what we you know, what we were anticipating for the year, uh, so, which is super exciting. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, it kind of got back to normal and now it's just back into that growth that was you were probably exactly. seeing beforehand. And, it's just and I think that's just a you know, that's testament to how strong of a, you know, an opportunity and, and, and this industry is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, thinking about it, I pretty much never listen to anything at home. Um, I always prefer, I've either got the TV on or I'm reading or something else. Um, but I think it's because I kind of like to be, concentrating on something else but listening to a podcast yeah which is which is interesting that is commuting yeah which is interesting because because you know first of all podcasting is such an intimate medium uh you you know you're literally it's just you and the and the voice Uh, we you know we always talk about how you know a podcast is like somebody whispering uh into your ear um you know it's just this direct 
you know, direct conversation to the listener. Rarely do people listen to a podcast in a group environment or with their spouse, you know, unless they're driving in their car. That's, that's actually one place where we see that. Um, but because it is such an, a, you know, an intimate medium, people are able to enjoy it while doing other things. And, and actually, the, the fascinating thing from a marketing perspective, and, and this was a study done by the BBC. Uh, BBC did a study called Audio Activated, suggest uh, you know, people should check it out online. Um, the, the study said that 94% of listeners consume podcasts while performing other tasks. And, and the actual multitasking mode of listening actually elevates engagement with the brand, which pretty much flies in the face of everything we know about marketing. I mean, yeah. Everything we know about marketing is that too much clutter equals distraction equals lost messaging. But, but in fact, when you listen to a podcast while doing other things, you know, the brain stays occupied which means that the podcast content is taken in what's through what's called a low involvement processing. So it's a less, you know, it's, it's sorry, it's a much more fuel efficient process that has a lower cognitive load. So, so essentially multitasking, doing the dishes, mowing the lawn, running on the treadmill at the gym, you know, that actually improves the brand message cut through, uh, which is why we get so excited or one of the many reasons why we get so, so excited about, introducing podcasting to brands yeah absolutely i mean it's like the examples you've given are are great examples they're tasks which don't require uh don't really require your attention you know you you can mow the lawn get on a treadmill or a bike or something Mm -hmm. and you kind of just you know you don't need to be concentrating on on moving your feet really I mean, exactly. all right, you do a little bit. Yeah, you should. <laughs> but if you're me, you do a little bit. <laughs> to a certain degree, but yeah, generally, you know what you're doing. You can just be running and then you're just focusing on on, on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I, I listen to one while, while I cook a bit because yep, I find, absolutely. you know, even though I'm using a sharp knife, I need to be a bit more careful. <sighs> um, yeah, it, it's not that bad. But yeah, what I couldn't do, and, and I've got a friend who, who listens to the Joe Rogan podcast while he works, mm-hmm. and, and he's a developer as well. And I find it really strange that he'd be able to code and listen to a podcast, a really interesting podcast as well. Um, totally. uh, you know, I can't do that. I wouldn't be able to really, I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be able to read and listen to a podcast. Well, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's so interesting though, but, you know, because everyone has their, their ways of being, you know, being able to, you know, it's, sim- I, I, you know, it's similar to reading. Every, you know, some people can do, you know, do a, a, a Kindle. Some people can't. Some people can read on, you know, on a in a moving car. Some people can't. Um, it, you know, just d- the different ways that we uh, that we are consuming media as as media is changing so much. Um, I find I find fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one I do find really weird is people who uh, hold a, have a book, physical book, and reading it while walking down the street. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> weird and also super rude. I find. Because <laughs> it's like the old, like it, you know, it's I can I can let people go by checking their phone because they're you know they might be looking at you know a, a map or their calendar invite of trying to figure out what the address of something is. But clearly, when you're reading a book, you do not care who's in your way or what's yeah, going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So let's let's talk a bit more about podcasts for brands then. Mm-hmm. Um, how? Like, how has the uptake of podcasts changed uh, over the last couple of years? Like, what sort of brands are using them, and how do they use them? Yeah, so I'd say when 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 brands started getting involved in podcasting, it was very much kind of in a you know sort of test and learn environment. A lot of them were doing doing the podcast on their own, and there's nothing wrong with doing a podcast on your own. You know, you yourself is a great example of someone who's producing a fantastic podcast on their own. But what we did see a lot of was brands taking advantage of the, you know, of the medium and, and really talking a lot about themselves and, and who wants to listen to a 20 or 30 minute episode that's just going to be a, a, you know, a, a, an audio ad for, for the brand. And so where we saw the opportunity was, you know, to come in with our expertise and, and be able to, you know, take the, the brand values and marry them up with the needs of the audience and produce great audio that's going to be as listenable as, as possible. And so, uh, w- you know, what we started doing was sitting down with brands and really diving deep into 
you know, the audience that they're looking to reach, understand who they are, what they, what they care about, what matters to them, um, where, you know, where their pain points are, what are some of the things that they need to be either taught or how do they need to feel or, or how do they, you know, what do they need to learn? And then we, you know, and then we were coming up with, you know, great podcast content that meets those needs. And, 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 and in, in doing that, you know, implementing a lot of, you know, really well, you know, well-tested storytelling techniques and, and applying some really great audio production qualities to the, you know, to the, to the show itself. And so, what we started doing was was creating podcasts with brands. We started out with a, a local brand here in Vancouver. Um, we're in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, great brand here called uh, Sage Natural Wellness, which is uh, uh, they're now North American wide, but um, they do uh, sort of integrative health um, or you know essential oils and, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, we created a great podcast for them called Well Now, which was a conversation about integrative health and, and how to uh, sort of take charge of your own personal health. Um, it's a really fantastic show that is all about, you know, kind of that, that, you know, dividing line between traditional medicine and, you know, sort of new medicine looking at, you know, in, you know, investigating the ins and outs of, of those worlds and then really giving the listener an opportunity to take some action themselves. And, and, um, and it just happens to be brought to you by, Sage, you know, very little mention of the brand throughout the episode, very, you know, no mention at all about their products because God, you know, who wants to, again, listen to that. But what we did was create this great podcast that, you know, people want to subscribe to and come back to and, and, and it just happens to be brought to you by the brand. So they get that really nice brand halo effect. And so what, what brands are finding is that podcasting is a great opportunity to um, reach a new audience. You know, podcasts, you know, do have quite, quite a unique audience, um, but also, you know, have a really authentic, engaging conversation with that audience. Um, and, and when I say engaging, you know, when you look at the Jar Audio uh, podcast, we get upwards of 98 to 100% listen-through rates on our episodes. And that's for a 20 to 30-minute episode, which you know, in the marketing world is astounding levels of, of engagement. You know, the, the average YouTube video, for example, uh, average one minute YouTube video, for example, gets about a 50% engagement rate. So um, by creating great content, uh, brands are able to capture the, the, you know, the attention of the audience and, um, and hold them, you know, essentially in their funnel uh, for as long as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yes, yeah, like you say, ninety-eight percent engagement rate is incredible. I mean, how long is how long is the podcast? How long is an episode? So it varies. It varies by client, um, and and we don't really have a rule for for how long an episode needs to be. But you know, the sort of sweet spot we find is twenty minutes. Um, but we've we've gone up to thirty. We're just in production on a on a podcast right now that has forty-five minute episodes. Um, our creative director, uh, Jen, Jen Moss likes to say that the episode needs to be as long as it needs to be. Um, and, and so, uh, it, it can vary. Yeah. But so, yeah. So to have people listening to your brand for, even if it's not mentioned too much, but to be engaging with your brand for 20 to 30 minutes in one go, uh, is, is fantastic. I mean, exactly. you don't really get that unless you write a, an absolutely epic blog blog post. Totally, you can't really get that engagement elsewhere. And and, and you know you know you, you yourself as a marketer know that you know marketers these, these days rarely have a hard time getting you know capturing the attention of an audience. Um, you know with with all the targeting that can be done and and programmatic and all that sort of stuff. Um, but but holding you know holding that audience's attention for as long as possible you know becomes the 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 real big challenge you know um, client I keep saying clients but customers are are, are uh, less forgiving of brands less loyal of brands um, they are less trusting of brands than than ever before and and plus you've got this fragmented market of of you know so many different uh, so much competition and so you know, brands are constantly losing people out of the funnel and, and having to replenish them, which is expensive. You know, the cost per acquisition of a, you know, of a customer is, is, you know, increasing drastically. It's, it's, you know, in the U S it's overtaking inflation. Um, and, and, and so 
we look at podcasts as a great opportunity to you know, put a plug in the in the funnel and and capture an audience's attention and keep them in that funnel for as long as possible, and and a lot of that is down to the the great content. So if you produce great content, the you know the beautiful thing about podcasting is that it's a subscribable medium. So, you know, it's very much a a pull medium. You know, if we, if we do our job right, customers are going to want more of it, and so they subscribe and 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 they get served up more of it. You know, when it's released, um, so. In doing so, we, you know, we uh, we have this great mechanism where just the behavior of listening to a podcast alone keeps them um, as you know as engaged as possible. And then you know, and then once we have them engaged, you know, and listening to the show, uh, if we can keep them listening to that episode as long as possible, it's 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 incredibly uh, beneficial to the brand. Yeah, definitely, and, and like you say, it's the, the medium helps as well. Um, you know, if, if people have got a, a 30 minute task to do, um, you know, like going for a run or cooking or something, it's just the perfect time to listen to a podcast. And if, unless the content is bad, there's not really a reason to switch it off. Totally. It's, it's very easy to just leave your headphones in, uh, yep. or just, or, you know, put your laptop or iPads off to the side, hit play and, and kind of forget about it in that way. You know, just leave the device alone. Exactly. And, and, and sorry, I should also add that, you know, with, with the rise of, of different streaming platforms, you know, let's take Spotify as an example, you know, you're no, you know, you're no longer, it's not to say you're no longer, but you, you know, you see less and less uh, users downloading the actual file to their device and instead they're streaming. And so what streaming allows you to do is to continue the podcast should you happen to be switching tasks. So, you know, I get out of my car and I get to my desk, you know, I get to my desk and I can still continue listening to that show on my laptop or then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm then picking up my phone and I'm going for a run and I'm still listening to that show on my, on my phone and I'm not having to switch, you know, switch. Uh, I'm not having to re-download the file every time, things like that. So, it, you know, the, the technology itself is, is helping um, with, you know, with the consumption massively as well. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, one of my favorite podcasts, they, they generally go on for 45 minutes to just over an hour. Um, and, and so a lot of the time, yeah, I, I don't have something that occupies me long enough to listen to a full episode. Yeah, um, exactly. So I will when there is a kind of an obvious break in it, I will hit pause and then just pick it up later. And, and yeah, if I open up Spotify on my, on my iPad or on my laptop instead, the first thing it shows me is the last thing I was listening to, which is the podcast and says, totally. do you want to continue it? Um, and given the number of times I open those apps, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's just for brand exposure there as well. It's, it's fantastic because the first thing you see is that the, uh, the cover for that podcast. Totally. Um, so when when you're speaking to brands, do you find that there are any kind of myths or misconceptions about using podcasts or or, or just audio content for marketers? Yeah, I'd say the big I mean, the biggest misconception is that you produce a podcast, you throw it online, and it'll go viral, um, and and uh, and you don't have to do anything other than just produce it, put it online. You know, the reality is that you know right now that there's over a million podcasts, you know, individual podcasts, not just episodes. Um, and, and that's a lot. Um, I would argue that a lot of them are, you know, not at, as at the level of quality that they should be around for, uh, you know, a, a whole lot longer. Um, but, you know, the, the reality is that you've got some competition out there when it comes to content. And so, we encourage our, our our clients, and and you know, luckily we offer these services to to act like a broadcaster. And 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 so when you produce a a, a piece of content as a broadcaster, you have to market it. So we have a full um, you know marketing program that we implement for our clients to get as you know as many listeners to that show as possible. Um, and that you know that has a whole range of 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 sort of uh, tactics involved, but it's everything from you know, I'll use merchandising as, as an example. The big misconception when you when you have your podcast on, you know, Apple Podcasts, for example, um, everyone's sort of dream is to get into the new and notable section of of Apple uh, of Apple Podcasts because that's you know it has the highest uh, visibility. It's it's fantastic real estate. Um, 
but every, you know, a lot of people, a lot of marketers think that you have to beat some sort of algorithm in order to, uh, you know, to get up there. The reality is that Apple has a whole handful of, um, of, uh, editors whose job it is to pick and choose podcasts to, to feature. So, um, it's a, it's a human on the other end of, of that decision. And, and there's a bunch of them. And so, you know, we pitch those humans on why our show should be featured and they, and they do get featured. And so it's, you know, it's, it's stuff like that where you, you know, you have to go to market and you have to, um, you have to put together a, a strategy and plan for, you know, for, for getting the, the show as much exposure as possible. So we're creating, you know, PR lists and, and reaching out to, you know, to, uh, both traditional and new media, uh, you know, niche media, depending on what, you know, what it is that we're producing. Um, there's even podcast media and culture media uh, and, and literally reaching out to them and pitching them on why they should write, you know, write stories on our shows. Um, we're also looking for cross promotional opportunities. You know, uh, other podcast listeners are the low hanging fruit of the, uh, you know, of, of, poc- of podcast marketing. So, you know, what other shows should our host you know, for example, be pitched to, uh, to be a guest on in exchange for maybe their, their show's host to come on ours, or we're, you know, doing a content swap where, you know, uh, another podcast drops one of our episodes into their feed as a, as bonus content in exchange for us doing the same, you know, the podcast world is, is um, growing like crazy and it's super exciting, but we're still at that stage where there's not a lot of rules. And so it's, it's really comes down. It really comes down to, imagination, creativity, and, and, you know, what you can do to, you know, to, to get as many listeners uh, as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in, in that regard, it's, it's just like any content marketing channel, really. Totally. None of them really work if you just post it and that's it. Exactly. Um, you know, but I would say that a lot of marketers still believe that that's not the case. <laughs> I guess it depends on the channel. You know, I think people know if you write a blog article and post it on your website, you have to go and distribute it and promote it. Right. Um, but I guess maybe because the podcast is hosted on other platforms, they assume that those platforms kind of market it for them. And do yeah. That and I think also because there's this ingrained sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, word of mouth aspect to, to podcasting, which is absolutely there. It's, yeah, but I, you know, I think marketers look at that and, and think that that's how the show is going to, you know, gain steam. Um, because, because maybe that's how they found out about podcasting or, or, or a podcast is, is, you know, friend introducing it to them. And it's, and that's definitely true. And, and we have all sorts of ways of, you know, trying to increase that, that word of mouth, but, um, you do actually have to put a, you know, put together a, a concerted effort to get the show, um, you know, uh, in, in as many ears as possible. Um, and that even involves sometimes some paid promotion. Um, and there's a whole range of different, you know, options for, for doing that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I know that uh, all the podcasts I've listened to or, or still listen to have come through uh, someone recommending them. Totally. Um, you know, I was I was never really a, a podcast listener until I checked out these like couple of different podcasts and just absolutely loved them. Um, and and they are the ones that I tend to to just stick with. Um, you know, I've I've probably got a list of ten, fifteen in in, in uh, Spotify that that are kind of favorited. But yeah, it's just the one or two that I really listen to, and that's and that is partly down to just the time that I consume podcasts. Right. Um, it tends to be when I'm out of the flat, and right now, that's that's not much that of the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, especially, I mean, I, I noticed even with the the ones that I or the the one for now that I really really like, um, called Off Menu. It's a fantastic, really funny podcast about food. And nice. uh, when I when I left my last job to to focus on consulting full time, um, I stopped listening to it. And it's because I didn't really get out of the house because I didn't have that commute anymore. Right. And so I started to, you know, just go for a walk at lunchtime or something. Yeah. Stick the podcast on and just make time for it. Yeah. And, and, and not everyone's, you know, not everyone's, I, I'm, you know, I can listen to a podcast while I work. My wife can't, she can't have any noise, no distraction whatsoever. Um, but she still needs a break. And, and so to your point, she'll, you know, she'll leave the house and, 
go for a walk and, and listen to a podcast or she'll even just take some time and sit on the couch and, and listen to a podcast just as, as her way of kind of escaping for, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, um, I'm a background noise person. Um, oh yeah. T- tends to be yeah. actually weirdly Spotify on my iPad off to the side of my desk on a very low volume. Oh, interesting. Um, and it can be pretty much any music. Um, I'm actually quite a big fan of like rock and heavy metal. Yeah. And I can even have that on just on the side, as long as there's noise. Funny. That works for me. And then occasionally I need to put headphones on. And if I put headphones yeah, yeah. on, that's when I can really focus. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if, if I had my way, I would always have, you know, I would always have the radio on at least or, or, you know, uh, listening to NPR or CBC, you know, uh, somebody talking just in the background at all times or, you know, or, a, you know, or of course a, a podcast, um, my wife would never let that happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's why you get websites that are dedicated to noise now. Oh, totally. <laughs> there's so many like that would just give you coffee shop noise. Or, I was going to say there's a coffee shop one. Yeah. Um, I came across one that gave you, you could change like five or six different types of sounds. So you could have, you know, voices in the background, you could have a bit of rain, um, one was like some digital noise. I, I can't remember what that one was about, but interesting. Yeah, and you, and you could just you could create your own little soundtrack for your background noise. I wonder, you know, I wonder with you know, when, you know, when when and hopefully when the the pandemic starts to sort of wind down. Um, who knows what year? But uh, you know, with everybody working from home right now, I wonder if there's going to be like some of those sounds, but they're like you know, crying child in the background or. <laughs> Uh, the buzz of your fridge um, or, you know, leaky toilet. <laughs> a, a random coworker question every now and again. Oh God. Yeah. The ping, the ping of your chat windows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. So um, if, a, if a brand wanted to get started with a podcast, um, what, what are some of the things they need to consider? You know, not, I don't mean quite like technical setup or anything like that, yeah. but the, I guess the types of content, and why they should be doing it. Totally, totally. So um, there's kind of three, three questions that we always ask uh, clients to consider before we really dig deep into this. And the first is, you know, how can your brand deliver value to the listener? So again, it's, it's all about the listener. So digging deep and understanding what do they need? What do they care about? What do they listen to? So I mean, let's take, for example, right now, you know, there's unfortunately way too many people that are looking for work. Um, a lot of those people have uh, perhaps not been in the job market for decades in, in some cases, you know, and that they're in that sort of higher, higher level management position that is, you know, become redundant, unfortunately. So let's say that you're, uh, you know, you're a, a brand like, um, uh, indeed which is a you know a great online job you know job search uh, job search engine yep. you know you're going to create a podcast let's pretend like your you know your audience is in their you know maybe their 50s they've uh, you know again been in management looking for work for the first time so what do they need well they're probably going to need um, you know to you know in some cases be reskilled uh, you know maybe they're they're worried about the, their competitiveness back in the market. Um, maybe they're looking to make a shift. You know, what do they care about? They obviously care about finding a job, but also feeling confident that their, you know, their skills are marketable and, and that there's some hope for, you know, for, for them in the, you know, in the job market. Um, what do they listen to? Maybe, you know, maybe they're listening to Joe Rogan you talked about, or maybe it's like a Tim Ferriss podcast, or, or maybe they're listening to something a little more sciencey, like a, you know, like a radio lab, um, and, and then you know, and then create value. You know, create create value in return. So maybe if you're indeed and, you, and you're looking to create a podcast for this market, you're creating a show that's all about um, inspiring people who have made changes in their careers at a later you know later stage in life. Um, maybe it's uh, you know a show that you know t- teaches people all about the you know, sort of the journeys that some of these other people that, that are just like them have taken and, and, uh, and are, um, and, and, you know, give this, you know, give this audience some confidence, um, and, and maybe talk about some of the other, um, you know, stories of people who have 
um, tried new skills or or picked up new you know picked up new skills along the way to to make themselves more mark. I mean, anyway, this is just off the top of my head, but like you know something that is just high high value in return. So as a brand, ask yourself what can you teach? How can you help? How can you entertain? And the biggest question that we always like to ask our clients is what does the world need most that you are most qualified to talk about? And then create a show around that. Yeah, I guess like you pointed out earlier um, towards the start, you know, it's, it's not about your, you, your brand and your products, but obviously you'd, you'd want to tap into the area of expertise that your brand represents. Exactly. Exactly. So now that, you know, that all this, all this being said, you know, you also, you know, you want to make sure that you're the right type of brand. I, I definitely, I definitely think that a podcast isn't for all brands. Um, you know, it, it, you have to, you have to be focused on the audience at all times. You have to be focused on delivering a ton of value at all times. More than that though, as a, as a brand, you have to have a level of creative bravery in, in, in you know, in, in this production, because if you don't, you're gonna, you're gonna create a podcast that's either too boring to talking about too much about yourself or is, is just not, anything that is of interest to your, you know, to your listeners. And so you have to be continually dialing up that level of, of, of creative bravery to just keep pushing yourself um, to, you know, to produce great content. Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I imagine maybe for fashion, it wouldn't work so well because, you know, it's such a visual industry. Even if you weren't really trying to sell your products on it, the stuff that you're talking about is still quite, you know, people want to see like, yeah, you know, as I, I would just, I disagree. I, I, I'd say that fashion is, is, is all about storytelling though. Um, and, and yes, there is a visual, you know, visual aspect to what they do. Um, but there's, you know, there's, there's great storytelling around the, you know, the creation of the clothes or the, you know, the, um, the, uh, the, the ideation behind, um, some of these ideas that, that designers have um, or, or, you know, or if you're a brand like, you know, let's say Ralph Lauren, there's sort of a, a lore and history behind, you know, behind the brand. And so maybe it's an opportunity to, um, you know, do some great interviews with, uh, you know, iconoclastic, you know, people who, you know, have that same level of, uh, uh, you know, have those same, you know, s- you know similar brand characteristics. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be about the product. It doesn't necessarily have to be about the, you know, the specific thing you do. Um, I would argue that, you know, the more you do that, the more you get into like, you know, advertising land and, and, and instead, you know, what are, you know, what are great stories to be told? What are great people to, um, to, to feature what, you know, what are great um, things to teach and it just happens to be brought to you by the brand. Yeah. So um, just throwing an idea at you. Um, so there's a brand here called, let's go with Packed Coffee, um, which is like a subscription coffee service. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They send you like a small bag every week, two weeks, whatever you choose. Um, but they made a big thing about how uh, they, I think one of their, they have a guy dedicated to just, kind of traveling the world, meeting these farmers, like kind of almost like sampling their product mm-hmm. um, and then deciding whether they, they're going to buy basically from that farmer and make sure he's, he's yeah, sorted he's and sorted. doesn't have to go through, you know, some of the massive brands that, I don't know, maybe don't pay as, as much or as well. Um, and, and they focus on quality. So, you know, they could probably do a podcast, which is quite heavily around their product. Um, kind of telling the story of each a new farmer each week or month or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. You nailed um, it. Totally. Yeah. So, so their one would be like, it's obviously really about their products because they're basically selling one of their products, each podcast episode, but in a way which is really storytelling and, and really aligns aligns with their values as well. Absolutely. Yep. You, you absolutely, you absolutely nailed it. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. Plus it's coffee. So you'd listen to it. They'd say, listen to it while you, <laughs> while you, uh, while you drink, they actually did a, they did a magazine um, for a while, which, and the idea, 
of that was you could kind of read through this magazine and it did it told the story of a farmer each week and it, and it covered a few other things like uh, what some of their staff were up to um and yeah the idea behind with that was you could read through this while having a cup of the coffee that they've sent you oh totally um, oh i got all sorts, i got all sorts of ideas i mean they should have you know qr codes on the on the bags that that get delivered to you know to people as part of the subscription and and when you scan it it goes to the podcast and you listen to an episode on the coffee you're drinking um and how it was sourced and who produced it and you hear the story of the family and um you know and 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 then you know this is something that we try to encourage with all of our shows is how can we up the level of of you know sort of uh what we call texture in, in the episode so that it's not just a talking head uh, or, or, you know, just a straight interview. So I could, you know, I could hear, you know, the, the, the wind rustling through the, you know, the fields as, as being, you know, beans are being picked or the, you know, the, the sound of tractors plowing the fields and, you know, the sound of the steam coming off the, the roaster, the industrial roaster. And, and, and maybe there's a tour of the, of the plant and, and talking about, you know, the ethical nature of how beans are, are sourced and and so you know these are all great ways of you know in, enriching these stories um, and 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 really giving um, as much you know of a of a fuller experience to the listener. Yeah, absolutely. I think we just created a podcast. Yeah, I think that's a really great idea. <laughs> um, there's another brand I'm thinking of as well called Naked Wines, uh, which we definitely have here. I'm not sure if it's yeah. I think we have them here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they might have moved over, um, and they they source loads of their wine. Well, so th- they merged with Majestic Wine, which was, I guess, like a just a wine retailer, like a mm-hmm. big, you know, almost like a warehouse sort of wine retailer, I think. Um, but Naked Wine's thing was they went out, found the vineyards, found the suppliers, and just bas- I think they basically buy their whole stock if they like what they're doing. Right. They just buy it all and they take out the middleman. Like there's no, you know, the, the yeah. producer doesn't have to do any marketing, doesn't have to really do any selling or anything like that. It's just working directly with Naked Wines and Naked Wines sells it straight on to people like me. Um, and they have their angel program, which is kind of, you know, you, you pay a monthly fee, but which is credit. And then that money every now and again, they'll, they'll kind of email out and say, what do you, what do you angels want us to do with your money? Do you want us to invest in like a new Prosecco or boxed wine? Boxed wine seems to be a thing they're going for at the moment. Yeah. Um, and there's just really good stories behind it all. And there's a whole community on, on their website. And I'm sure they could do an amazing podcast, just doing a story about each of their um, suppliers totally. each time. No, it sounds great. And we so, now, now we create now we created two podcasts yeah, yeah you should be um, my you should be my uk representative <laughs> yeah well maybe we'll talk afterwards <laughs> i mean you, you probably kind of mentioned it anyway really but what are the kind of big or common mistakes you see when people are uh, either doing their podcasts or if, if they kind of come to you and say we've got this podcast idea here's what we want to do um yeah what are the mistakes you see yeah, I'd, I'd say there's kind of th- three, um, and, and they're not so much mistakes. It's just it, it's just a, and they're not red flags, but I, you know, it's just something to be mindful of. I think the first one is, does everybody really want to listen to your CEO talk for every episode about the company and 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 about, you know, his leadership style and and all that sort of stuff? Not to say that that's wrong a hundred percent of the time, and and you know. Uh, Trust me, I would want to listen to a podcast, uh, you know, that is all about Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or or whatnot. But um, considering, you know, the the industry you're in or the size of the company, like, is that always the best use of, you know, of of the of the opportunity that you that you have? Um, the second one is uh, the feeling that comes from client. Maybe feeling's not the right word, but a lot of clients think that somebody from within the company is the best to, or best person to host the show. And again, that's not wrong. And we have worked with, you know, internal hosts and, and, you know, our, our podcast for, for Expedia, for example, uh, Out Travel the System is hosted by Nizreen Atazi. She's the global head of communications for Expedia. She's a fantastic talker. She knows how to do an interview. She's perfect for the job. 
not all of these people are right for being host. One, it's, it's incredibly difficult, as you know yourself, to conduct an interview. It's even more so when there's multiple people on, you know, in the interview and it's a bit of a roundtable discussion. Um, you know, not everybody is uh, as comfortable in front of a microphone as they might be, you know, in a room at a boardroom table having a, you know, inter- an internal discussion. The bigger reason, though, is because, because the podcast is coming from a brand, you know, we know that customers already have a little bit of skepticism going into it. Um, and, and it's our job to overcome that by producing great content that's high value. If you have an internal host, there can sometimes be a little bit of a conflict of interest there. So, you know, we, we try to eliminate that, that subjectivity uh, as much as possible. So we would recommend hiring an outside host. You know, there's all sorts of ways of doing so, whether it's going through a talent agent or whether it's just, you know, hitting, hitting the pavement and, and creating a list of who you think would be right and then reaching out to them and, and crafting a deal. Um, it's not as expensive as, as most people think. Um, and then it gives, you know, it gives them, um, you know, it gives, it gives you the opportunity to hire, uh, uh, um, you know, a professional host who is going to feel comfortable, is going to be great on a microphone. Also will come with, you know, most of them will come with a, a social following, which, which helps, you know, with the marketing of the show. Um, so it's just something to consider. Um, and then the, th- and the third area is, uh, you know, this tendency to try to get absolutely everything right, you know, in a, in a, in the production and in an episode. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of times, you know, comms teams will get involved and everybody tries to scrutinize every single word and every single phrase and everything has to be perfect. And the reality is, is that it doesn't have to be perfect. Podcast audiences are quite forgiving and there is this sort of organic nature to podcasting. And so it's okay if, you know, a line is flubbed and, and, and someone forgot what, you know, what they were trying to say. Um, so we try to maintain that, you know, authenticity as much as possible. But I think a lot of clients get into this thinking that you're producing a, you know, a, a, a you know, a JJ Abrams film. Uh, and the reality is, is that it's, it's, professional and it's well-crafted and it's going to do its job, but we also need to still maintain, you know, a level of uh, authenticity in the production. Yeah, uh, exactly. I think um, on the second point, I guess part of that probably starts with just, it's just almost like the natural assumption is that the host would be someone in the company, just like every other activity that the company does in marketing or whatever. Totally. It just, right. We should do a podcast. Who's the best person in the company to do it? It's just like the natural question to ask. Um, And then, uh, yeah, completely get it on the, on the third point. Um, I I can completely see like brand teams or whoever just being all over it. Being like, is is that sentence on brand? Um, Is that question on brand? Uh, You know, all that sort of stuff, which to them is, is, is literally a case of changing it from one word to another and to everyone else, it's it's something you, you barely notice. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, you know, I don't want to discount their roles, and I absolutely think that, you know, it's it's their job to you know to have a level of brand safety in everything that they do. Um, but but as you know, a podcast listener is um, is is a lot more forgiving of these things than you know than than in other types of mediums for, you know, uh, for, for, for sure. And so, and I think if you become too scripted and too formulaic, um, it loses that, you know, that charm. Yeah, absolutely. If, if people think every episode is exactly the same, but with maybe a slightly different theme, it kind of loses, right. uh, just loses that appeal. Doesn't it? You you get a bit bored because you know what to expect. Exactly. Um, uh, so yeah, um, what's, do, do you think there are any, obviously there will be, but what are the big trends that are going to come up with, uh, with podcasts and audio, um, over, I don't know, the next 12, 18 months, do you see any yeah. big, like big developments coming? Well, I think you're starting to see, you know, the, the, um, you know, the cons- consolidation of, of podcasts, uh, um, creation and distribution, you know, we're going to see a, 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 
a rise in in the war between Apple and Spotify. I think Amazon's going to start to be, you know to to make a play or more of a play you know into it as well. Um, you you know you you're seeing this this capturing of of talent you know with you know Spotify and Joe Rogan and Spotify and uh, and Michelle Obama and I, you know I, I heard that they they even have you know Hillary Clinton. Um, so you'll start to see this uh, sort of exclusivity, unfortunately, as a result. Um, you'll only be able to listen to Joe Rogan on Spotify, things like that, which uh, we in the podcast world understand. And, and we, you know, we, we always knew that it was going to be that way, but it, it, it also sort of, um, you know, it limits your, it limits your audience size because it's, it's then just dependent on, on who's, you know, who has that, that Spotify subscription, but um, it, it's totally inevitable. Uh, you, you know, we're seeing a lot more um, news broadcasts or, you know, more um, uh, news publications creating uh, podcast content. So, you know, um, marketers are um, seeing it as, as part of the, 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 the overall mix when, you know, we're working with the likes of New York times or Vox. I was, I was going to say, so with that, do you think um, it's kind of like maybe news channels moving away from TV where maybe uh, viewers are on the decline and moving to something like a podcast, which can basically give the same content, but in a format that a lot of people are happy to consume because they don't have to be sat in front of the TV. Exactly. And, and, and also it's, it's a lot easier to produce and, and cheaper to produce. Um, you know, we're noticing that, you know, um, let, you know, t- let's take the New York times, for example, they, they purchased a company called, um, autumn. I always get it mixed up. A-A-A-U-D-M. And what they were specializing in was essentially audio blogging. So, um, when, but, but in the form of, of, you know, of these, um, of these articles. So you could get an autumn subscription and, and listen to, you know, the long form, you know, writing in, in the Atlantic or, or the New Yorker and things like that. And so what the New York times is starting to do is every article has an audio component where you can listen to the entire article instead of uh, reading it. Cause I think there is something to be said for the, the, the time shifting that, that needs to happen. And if you're an executive, uh, you know, are you going to, you know, take 20, 20 to 30 minutes to read a, a really long New York Times article? Or, you know, would you rather listen to it driving to the office or, or running on the treadmill in the morning? Um, and so I think the, you know, these, these news organizations are, are seeing podcasts as a way of reaching a new audience. You know, let, let's be honest, younger audience hasn't necessarily... Um, uh, gravitated towards some of these larger, you know, news uh, news groups. Um, so there's a great way to, to, to you know, to, to reach that audience, uh, which, which they've, you know, to date been struggling to do. Yeah. The, um, just going back to the exclusivity, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, obviously yeah. it's, it, it's only the, the massive, massive people. Um, and if you don't really have an interest, it doesn't make too much difference. Joe Rogan's a big one because um, obviously his YouTube channel, yeah, he gets to put, I think he gets to put like a summary sort of video up, doesn't he? Like highlights. Um, Which is essentially just a, you know, just a, 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 an ad for the, you know, for the, for the larger show. Yeah, exactly. But his YouTube channel is massive. So giving up that is a big, big thing. And, and it's where it has annoyed a lot of people, but at the same time, he's been doing this for years. He's been putting in hours and hours like to every episode you can kind of forgive him when it's paid out like that yeah he cashed like it's those years of work um you know he's still doing it so it's not like he's just sold up and moved on but you know he's he's uh he got the payout that he's deserved for the work over the years exactly absolutely i mean a lot of people though think that he could have asked for more i suppose it's first deal wasn't it it's, well, it's the, that, the, I mean, that, it's the first know, that we know of. Deal. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, oh, yeah, you mean that, first deal? Yeah, this is the yeah, yeah. jump around. But you know, he could be. Yeah, be, he, I see him similar to the you know sort of Howard Howard Stern. Um, he's at that level, and and you know, will you you know to your point, will at one point perhaps jump somewhere else? Possibly, yeah. 
we'll see, won't we? Uh, you know, it could be YouTube. You know, potentially YouTube could say, well, we'll give you X million to come back because it did so well. And um, or, or Google buys Spotify and he, he comes back by default. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just just to stick it to Apple. <laughs> well, I you know I can, the, and these are the, these are scenarios that are not out of the question by any means. No, absolutely not. Um, cool. So uh, I guess just moving on to some more like general questions for for you. Really, um, do you have any pet peeves when it comes to marketing? Just generally marketing. Pet peeves. So I was I was lucky enough to work for some fantastic agencies, um, you know, DDB being one of them, which at the time was you know one of the top agencies in the world. I then moved on to Cosset, which is the top you know which was the top agency in Canada at the time. Um, so I, I you know I've, I've always been lucky enough to work for incredibly talented uh, creatives, and and <laughs> the one thing that they always you know, uh, drilled into me that I'm, that I'm a big believer in is, is people don't hate marketing. People hate shitty marketing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. People hate, people hate bad ads. And, and so I think, you know, and I think one of the biggest mistakes that marketers make is, is they forget, you know, the audience and they forget who they're talking to and, and work backwards from there. And there's just, there's way too much sort of, um, barfing out of, of, of you know the the brand first and 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 not the the, the person first and so um, I'm a big believer that you know a great creative ad, you know creative uh, advertisement um, is is something that you know people people do in fact enjoy and and engage with and and then hopefully it does its job. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ads wouldn't go viral. The, the good ads wouldn't go viral if they were bad, if if people hated advertising or marketing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, totally. You know, and there's, I know some, and there's some really really bad you know bad marketing out there. Well, I'd say the majority of it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. It gives with, it all a bad name. With like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of companies advertising all the time across all the channels. You know, it's it, there's there's bound to be kind of rubbish out there and. Um, and a lot of it, I think, comes down to people creating the advertising for what they think people want to see and, you know, coming up with their own creative ideas and saying, oh, that'd be a good way to advertise the brand. Um, totally. But not really doing much research into what their audience wants, what their audience responds to, like previously or with other brands. Um, and, and, yeah, just making it a bit more too much about themselves, really. Um, exactly. Yeah, uh, and just finally, do you think there's any particular any particular uh, really underrated aspect of marketing at the moment? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, part podcasts. Yeah, obviously, got to <laughs> say that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, not nothing that comes to mind. Um, I think, I think you know, we're we're so caught up in in the, um, you know, in the the algorithms and and whatnot um, that I think people are forgetting the, you know, the human side of it. So I, I think some of the underrating aspects of marketing are, are some of the more simple, you know, simple mechanisms like word of mouth and, and uh, referrals and, 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 and whatnot. Um, I think we have become a bit lazy when it comes to, to marketing and, and expecting the machines to, to, you know, to do the majority of the work for us. But, um, you know, nothing can replace a great, you know, great referral, great customer service will, will get you that great, you know, that great referral um, and having a, you know, strong, you know, um, referral plan in place or, or just, you know, Im implementing different ways of wowing your, you know, your, your audience or, or customers so that, you know, they have no choice but to, you know, to talk about you. Um, I think those are the, the, the sort of the human side of it that we can't forget um, because, uh, because, you know, the digital side of it is, is not going to go away anytime soon um, by any means, but, you know, that's why we get so excited about podcasting is that it's, it's, it's still basic storytelling, which has been around for generate, you know, since the, you know, literally <laughs> the caveman, um, and, 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 you know, obviously radio, you know, it, ha it comes from radio and, it, and you know, and, and, and that's obviously, um, 
you know, had its, had its, uh, had its days. And so uh, we just break things down into the simple human side of it as much as possible. Yeah, I think I've, I've got to agree. It's, um, there's a, a very, very heavy data focus these days um, mm-hmm. and a focus on kind of, yeah, like setting up automation and, and yeah, letting AI or, or just letting tools run your marketing so that you can move on to the next tool, which then gets set up with automated marketing and just forgetting about, and, and just using data too much almost, you know, looking at, uh, looking at the numbers and trying to make changes just on those numbers rather than thinking, well, why are people reacting differently? Yeah. How, how do we, how do we make this ad more appealing to them rather than just changing the phrasing to see if that will, uh, uh, have an impact. Yeah. Um, There's a fantastic, um, thought leader, uh, named David Hyatt, who, um, you know, I, is an incredible marketer. He would probably hate being called a marketer, but um, he, you know, he's, he, you know, he's, are you familiar with the do lectures? I'm not sure I am actually. Yeah. Do lectures are, are I definitely suggest checking them out. It's, it's, it's essentially like, you know, like the Ted talk model uh, only a lot more stripped down and a lot more sort of human. Um, the, the do lectures are conducted, you know, in a, in a cow shed in, in Wales um, and, and, uh, and then sort of broadcast through, you know, through YouTube and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, he talks a lot about how, you know, brands are built with, you know, with humans in mind and there's, there's human beings that are, that are at the end, at the end of those, you know, at, at the end of those brands and you can, you know, you can't forget that, that everything that, we do as a company comes from humans. He's, he's very, very much in touch with his, his staff. He, he started a, a denim company um, called Hyatt Denim. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As soon as you mentioned that brand. Yeah. I've, I've yeah seen it's, a, it's a beautiful brand and, um, and, and he's just an amazing person to, to, to listen to. And, and they've produced all sorts of books about, you know, um, uh, uh, culture and teamwork and, but also like meditation and uh, uh, email marketing. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's like a really cool eclectic company, but you know, um, every time I engage with that brand, I, I, I it, you know, I, I, I it, it kicks me back into remembering that, you know, what we do is, is such a, you know, has, has such a human element to it. And to your point, it's easy to get caught up in the algorithms and, and uh, data um, quite, uh, quite easily. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Sounds, uh, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to go check the, those out, um, and I'll uh, might add a, a link on the uh, the podcast episode. Um, this has been like uh, this has been amazing stuff, really, really interesting, and actually quite exciting. It makes me want to go kind of work out another podcast to start. <laughs> so <laughs> totally. find, find a topic that topic that I just love to sit and chat about, um, other than marketing, obviously. Um, if, if people want to, want to reach out to you or find out more, what's the best way of doing that? Yeah. So best way is to, to check us out at jaraudio.com. Um, we also have a, a, a biweekly webinar that we run that I'd love, uh, anybody who's listening to join. Um, you need to go to jaraudio.com forward slash webinar. So this is a 60 minute webinar. Um, that is all about, the 10 reasons why brands are embracing podcasts. So we break down what those 10 reasons are. We talk about how podcasts, uh, how brands can get involved in podcasts. What are some of the do's and don'ts? Um, and it's a really, really high value engaging opportunity for, you know, marketers, uh, uh, brand managers, CEOs, comms directors, um, to, to really get a, you know, agency folk as well to get, to get a really good overview on the podcasting world and what the opportunity is for brands. Um, other than that, check me out on, on LinkedIn. Um, don't check me out on Twitter because these days I seem to just be getting in arguments, uh, political arguments <laughs> about <laughs> the U S election and stuff like that. Um, so if you're going to do that, give it a couple weeks <laughs> and, uh, and, and, um, and we're also on uh, uh, Twitter as a, as a brand, uh, jar underscore audio. Um, yeah, check out, check out the website. Um, register for our newsletter as well. We do a biweekly newsletter called The Tip Jar. It's all about tips and tricks for the, the podcast world. 
Excellent. Yeah, I'll have to check that out myself as well. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get some of that stuff up on the uh, Customers Click website as well. Don't do my Twitter. It's bad. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'll make sure I leave that one out. All right, perfect. Thank you so much, Roger. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. So as you heard, there are some fantastic opportunities out there for brands with podcasts. And the best thing is, they're actually really easy and cheap to produce. You just need a microphone, hosting and some editing software and away you go. Of course, you can spend a bit more money to you know, improve the quality of the microphone. You can promote the podcast. Um, you, you can hire a studio and, and record it in person as well, You know, uh, record video. Um, but one of the key things to think about is what you want to achieve with the podcast and how you're going to measure that. You know, podcasts aren't really for selling and it'd be really difficult to create an ongoing podcast that focuses on selling and doing and does it really well. You know, there are some great YouTube channels out there which are all about the product. Uh, Will it blend, for example? But the same doesn't really apply to a podcast unless you're really clever about it. Uh, a, bit, a bit like the coffee example I mentioned. If you tell the stories behind your products um, and, and get people really interested in your, your brand values through that, that works really well. But if you literally just describe the coffee and like how it tastes and stuff, uh, it's probably not going to go down very well. Give it a go. Uh, you know, even if you just record a few test episodes internally that never go public, um, it just you and your team, you can work out your approach. And, and once you're actually happy with it, and once you think you've got the, uh, the the layout and the structure of it, get it out to your audience. If you'd like to learn more about podcasting, reach out to Roger on LinkedIn or head over to jaraudio.com. Any other podcast questions, feedback, guest requests, anything like that, uh, please send them over to will at customerswhoclick.com. Next up, I've got Zach Schiffman on to talk about how brands can use photo booths and personal experiences to build engagement with your customers. But until then, keep those customers clicking. Hey.